Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Sandy Vo. Discover true freedom by awakening new levels of awareness. Sandy is a spiritual teacher who supports conscious leaders in redesigning the unconscious mind that drives habits, patterns, and behaviors. Sandy combines the wisdom of yoga science, Eastern philosophy, Ayurveda, with modern-day science to help high performers enhance their lifestyle. She's worked with CEOs, entrepreneurs, executives, healers, and authors. Sandy is the founder of Prosperous School of Self-Realization, a 90-day leadership program, and founder of Prosperous the podcast. So how do you go from chaos to clarity? How do you use your betrayal to create a spiritual awakening? You're about to learn that and so much more as I talk with spiritual teacher, Sandy Vo. Here we go. Okay, everybody, I have Sandy Vo with us today, and we're going to be talking about going from chaos to clarity, unlocking your true self. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Debbie. I'm excited to be here. Of course. Well, you know, everybody who listens and or watches the show, this is about betrayal, healing from betrayal of a family member, partner, friend, coworker, self so often. Um, and, and it'll be really interesting to have a conversation about what betrayal can lead to. We talk about so many different possibilities, but I love the idea of using our experience of betrayal to lead to a spiritual awakening. Let's just start there. How can betrayal lead to a spiritual awakening? Mm, this is so good. So I think that oftentimes we we think that the, the word spiritual awakening and all that it encompasses is waking up to who we truly are. And that sounds like a great and lighthearted experience, but the journey to getting there is truly chaos to clarity. When you get to meet the shadow parts of who you are and the challenges that you've been through, that becomes a vehicle for your spiritual awakening. So whenever you've had any type of a betrayal in your life with a relationship that you were in, maybe you experienced abandonment at a younger age by one of your parents, and then that led to a significant other abandoning you through some form, and you experience that same pattern through all those relationships, that eventually becomes the vehicle for you to know yourself at deeper levels because it's that hurt and it's that pain that eventually leads you to unlocking the deeper layers of who you are. And when we talk about spiritual awakening, we're also talking about the duality of the world that we're living in. So we can't possibly know who we are if we as being these beings of light, if we were all light, if you look at the sun, if we were to go up to the sun, all we would see is light, but because there's shadows in the world and there's shadows within us, we're able to actually see each other. So part of the duality that we face with some of the pains that we experience and the betrayals that we experience is to wake up to our true nature. And that's why when you look at some of the most successful people in the world, um, there's always that, that rag story or the riches the rags to riches story or the the very low bottom moment until they finally woke up to their true nature. 
you know, and, and when you talk about just the light and how do you know if that's all there is, it reminds me of, and I've talked about it on so many shows, I just love Neil Donald Walsh, Walsh and all his work. And in Conversations with God, I remember he talks about this story of the candle in the sun. And I guess it's really, it, it's a very similar experience. It's like, how can that light know how bright it is if there's nothing to compare it to? And it sounds like that's, uh, you know, and, and it's really true when you think of when I think of just the, the most um, joyful, fulfilled, happy people, these, these aren't people who haven't been through anything. It's typically the ones who've been through some really, really dark times and it's the perspective that they gain because of it. So I, I just so appreciate what you're saying. And yeah, so how can that pain then, how can we use it to catapult us to finding our purpose or what we're here to do? Mm. The first thing that comes up is to embrace it and accept it. I think we live in this world historically where as human beings, we've been hardwired to believe that if we change the circumstance that's around us, then we're going to change our inner reality. So I like to talk about the when and then syndrome. So when I have a bigger house, then I'm going to be happy. When I make more money, then I'm going to feel more free. When, if only when I get the man of my dreams, then I'm going to feel more at peace. We've been conditioned to believe that if we change the circumstances that outside of us, that it's gonna heal the pain that we have within us and it will change our inner reality. It will bring us the happiness and the peace and the freedom that we're looking for. And so the first step to this is to actually acknowledge what you're experiencing on the inside, to acknowledge what wants to come up for you because pain is simply a very subtle whisper. It's a whisper. And oftentimes we don't hear that whisper because we have an ego that has a personality that has a lot of what I like to call external programming. And that we, the way that we make decisions in our lives is based on that external programming. So in order for us to change that, we have to first understand that number one, it's not your fault that you're experiencing these feelings of pain on the inside and that you've got betrayed and to begin with. But number two, this conditioning that we're living under is not only elusive, but it's exhausting. And in order to break that cycle and to actually experience the happiness and the joy that we're looking for, we have to first understand that if we want to change our circumstance, we have to change how we're feeling on the inside. And the first step to doing that is to actually embrace and accept our present reality. It's so beautiful when we can get into the space of acceptance and embracing because you're no longer living your life with this friction of, of this force or this, I need to, I have to, but it's more so of if it comes to me, then, then that will be okay. For example, I'm actually going to use a, a present situation that happened very recently. So my fiance and I, we just moved down to Florida and one day before, and we moved from New York, and one day before we were about to leave, Zach ended up testing positive for COVID. And when, and Zach is my fiance. So mm -hmm. 
when, you know, typically one person in the household tests positive for COVID, you would just expect that the other person would have it too. And so I operated under the assumption that I already had it, but instead of saying I'm, un I'm energetically unavailable for this, like there's no way I'm going to get COVID. I want to do everything I can not to have it. Instead, I said to myself, I'm going to embrace it if it comes into my field if it comes into my body, because I know that my body is strong enough mm -hmm. and I have prepped myself throughout the years and have dove in really deep into meditation practices in order to do this. And so instead of saying, I'm not available for this, I was like, you know what, if I end up getting it, I'm just going to embrace it. And so that, that attitude, that energy that we put towards it creates this this alignment within the field, it's almost like it levels out and that friction begins to dissipate, that that friction is no longer there. And we're creating this field of resonance within our own spirit because you're connecting with the divine intelligent energy that is within you. And that is the healing force to everything. So ultimately I didn't end up uh, testing positive for COVID. I tested five days later and it was negative. I do believe that I probably had it the first day, but I also felt it leaving my body and I trusted my immune system to be strong enough. And ultimately he healed and tested negative within five days as well. Mm. So it's, it's an example of how, if we change our internal circumstance, our internal world by accepting and embracing what is right in front of us, it dives us deeper into levels of healing and to understanding the highest expression of who we are and we break free of that cycle. That's wonderful. I wish I spoke to you before I got COVID. <laughs> I had it and, it and it hit me pretty hard, but I have to tell you, I remember um, just laying in bed. I mean, I couldn't get out of bed the first few days and I remember feeling a sense of gratitude, but the, and the gratitude was exactly what you mentioned. It was um, I was grateful that every other day throughout the year, I was taking good care of myself because I, I can only imagine if I didn't, it would have been that much worse. And being as healthy as I could, I guess, had me navigate it a little bit easier. And also gratitude for not being elderly, kind of old, but not, you know, elderly. Because I was like, wow, that's got to be as hard as this is at my age. I can only imagine if you get this, you know, 10, 20, 30 years older than I am. So I do remember that sense of gratitude, but I wish we had this conversation a couple of months ago. But hey, better late than never. So let's talk about masculine and feminine energy. What, what are they? What's the difference between the two? And when is it best to use one? Is it the kind of thing where we use one over another or choose one over another at certain times? Yeah. So I'd love to dive into this in the context of anyone who's experienced betrayal. So oftentimes, as women, excuse me, as women, when we experience betrayal, what we often do is we operate from our wounded feminine energy. So your feminine energy is the part of you that is on the left side of your body. So when I talk about feminine and masculine energy, I want to bring back, I want to bring everyone back to the roots of where it comes from. It's not just within it's not just a, a concept but it's something that's within our our physiological body and our energetic body so on the left side of our body is the feminine side and the right side of our body is the masculine side our feminine energy is ruled by the moon and our masculine energy is ruled by the sun so in sanskrit or in the east we call it 
Ida and Pingala. In Chinese, we call it yin and yang. And then in English, we call it divine feminine and divine masculine. So in the context of betrayal, typically when a woman has felt betrayed at some point in her life, let's say that she was in a long-term committed relationship and her partner cheated on her. Oftentimes what this will do is this will activate more of a masculine energy within her because she no longer feels sacred within her own divine feminine. And most of us women do not feel sacred within our divine feminine. And the reason being is because we have lived in a world that has been ruled by patriarchal ways and standards for a really, really long time. I'm the co-founder of a media company that we're currently building right now called Ladies Aligned. And we've been doing some research into who owns the majority of media. And the majority of the people who own media are men, 80% own all mm. media outlets. And it's been this way for a really long time. And so if this is the case, then the movies that we've watched growing up through, you know, from when we were young to when we were, when we were older through um, Disney and every, every media outlet that we've taken in have mostly come from men. So the way that we view ourselves as women come from men. So we already have that working, working for us. Mm. Or, or against us. And then the second thing is that when we experience any form of betrayal or abandonment, we already don't feel tapped into our divine feminine, but now we suppress it even more. So in order to create safety mechanisms, we activate that masculine energy. And what that looks like is it's, it's more abrupt. It's more of uh, it's cold hearted. It's more assertive. We get into this place where, you know, we, we make sure that we're super polished and super poised and, very, um, you know, career-oriented, goal-focused, achievement-focused. That's very much our masculine energy. And when we do so without learning how to honor our divine feminine energy, we forsake our own inner wisdom. So we choose, you know, chasing the results versus listening to our inner wisdom or our intuition or what our bodies is trying to tell us. We abandon our, our own self-care. So we stop taking time for ourselves and we, we deem ourselves worthy if we do more, but not if we allow ourselves to rest. So these are some of the ways that, you know, we suppress our divine feminine and we activate our divine masculine. And the way that we begin to transform that is by looking at some of those areas that, that we felt betrayed in and where are we trying to compensate, you know, our, our divine mass. Like one of the reasons why we get into this divine masculine energy is because we're trying to overcompensate. So if a partner left you, or if your dad left you when you were younger, you end up up embodying more of this masculine energy to overcompensate what was missing in the earlier ages of your life. Mm -hmm. so I there know that was a lot, but yeah, no, no, no. It's wonderful. And there are so many women listening to this right now saying, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I've done. And I've overcompensated and I turned down my intuition and it really would have served. And so now they find themselves in this space. So what, what can they do? So let's say they said, that's exactly how I had, I'd been raised, what I was, how I was sort of programmed and what I've been doing, but I, I want to embrace that feminine energy and, and, you know, balance things out a bit. So what does, what does someone do when they realize that's where they are? 
Yeah, so I'm going to go back to what we talked about in the beginning, which is first look at your present reality and what is most present for you right now. So without trying to judge it or without trying to filter it or change it, because our egos are very smart and our egos can change anything. It can justify anything to make it sound pretty, right? So in order in order to kind of change it, we have to look at our present reality and accept it and embrace it for what it is as a first step. And then after that, I found that the most powerful way when I'm working with my private clients or students and even through my own direct experience is learning how to get back in touch with our bodies. Our bodies are so brilliant and there is so much information stored within our DNA, within our, our menstrual cycle, within the blood that we, you know, like that comes out of our flows out of our body every month within that blood, it's DNA that goes all the way back to our ancestors. And there's a lot of wisdom that is stored there and our bodies remembers everything that's ever occurred from the moment that we were born and even past lifetimes. And so when we get in touch with our bodies and we are able to tune into it more, we're able to listen to ourselves more clearly. We're able to hear our intuition more clearly. So how do you get in touch with your body? The first thing that I would share with you is to slow down. And these are all very, very simple, but I truly believe that slowing down is the new speeding up. If you want to achieve higher goals in your life, if you want to feel more successful, if you want to magnetize the partner that is your, your soulmate and, and bring that energy forward into your life, so much of it has to do with slowing down so that you can get back in touch with yourself. And we do this by taking simple time to go for a walk outside in nature. Mother nature is the manifestation of the divine feminine energy. When we go outside and we spend time in nature, we often feel, we say to ourselves, oh my goodness, I feel so recharged. Or we feel very rested or rejuvenated. This is your divine feminine energy, that nurturing energy that mother nature mirrors to you is you. And so now how do you provide that for yourself? And the first step is always to practice slowing down. And then the second thing would be to create more white space within your calendar. So if you have a lot of things that you're saying yes to, first of all, examine whether you're saying yes because you really mean it and because you're energetically behind it because it's a thing that you desire or are you actually just saying yes because you wanna please other people? Are you just saying yes and bending over backwards so that you can accommodate society's needs and what everyone else wants for you. But truly when you're saying yes, you're like sc screaming no on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at your obligations or when you look at your calendar, what do you have on there that does not feel like an energetic high for you? It doesn't even, it doesn't feel, I like to say orgasmic. Like I think that when I say the word orgasm, I'm not just talking about in a sexual way, but I'm talking about loving it so much. You're so in love with it. Like it excites you. You can feel it up and down your body. And if it doesn't bring you that feeling, that joy, then I would invite you to examine what it's doing on your calendar and start setting the boundaries, which is the next thing so that you can protect your own energy and get back in touch with your own body wisdom. So these are just some of the simple things that you can do right now to begin to get back in touch with your body mm -hmm. wisdom and back in touch with your 
divine feminine energy. You know, these are such great points. Even, you know, it's interesting you say to get into nature and we hear about it, but I really invite everybody to just note how you feel when you're in nature. Like I know for me, when I even just see the beach, like I, I breathe deep, you know, more deeply. It's just amazing. It's like, you just, it's this, ah, okay. Or, or, you know, other types of nature too, but that specifically works for me. So finding out what it is, you know, what it is for you. And it's really true. Also, you mentioned about creating that white space. And I think we get this amazing sense of accomplishment when we just crank out all of these things throughout the day. And yes, we're getting things done, but it seems like it's definitely not without a price. And the price we're paying is denying ourselves what we really need to feel better, to heal, and then setting boundaries, which I know for so many people that's so hard, but by setting those boundaries, you're you're reclaiming yourself, who you are, what you want. So um, just some great ideas right there. So so now here, here we realize, okay, we um, you know, we've been really living, let's say from the masculine and bringing back more of the feminine. And now let's just say, okay, and our hearts have been broken. What would be some steps we could take to start to heal our heart? Mm. Well, I think so much of it goes back to what we talked about earlier of creating the space for yourself. So, you know, if your best friend was to call you and you have been with your best friend for so much of her life, like you've seen her through this relationship, you've seen the ups, you've seen the downs, you've been there for her and you've held her through all of it. If she were to call you and tell you that she just had her heart broken, or if this was your daughter, or if this was someone that you really loved and they just had their heart broken, what would be the first thing that you would do? You would probably drop everything and you would meet with them. You would give them your love and your nurturing. You would give them some warm touches and hugs and just hold them in that space, right? How often do we do that for ourselves to nurture the heartache that we're experiencing? So part of this is also seeing yourself as your own best friend, because ultimately, Everyone around us is a mirror for us. And that relationship that you're in, the, the man that broke your heart is a mirror for you to recognize what is for you and what is not for you. He taught you how to be in a relationship and how not to be, or what you desire in a relationship and what not to desire. And so there's a lot of gratitude in that, but how can you take time for yourself to uh, be able to nurture this heartache more. And much of that is by treating yourself as if you were your own best friend and clearing the schedules and taking time to allow yourself to feel. We talked a lot about getting to your body wisdom earlier and much of getting back into your body wisdom is actually honoring the emotions that are coming up. Oftentimes, we ignore those emotions and we see it as a terrible thing. I mean, look at everything that is displayed to us through the media. We we look weak as women if we are, you know, super emotional. Mm -hmm. And if we're too assertive, then we are, you know, called, you know, B-I-T-C-H's. I don't know if I'm allowed mm -hmm. to, to curse on here, but um, it's, 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 it just teaches us that we're not allowed to be emotional. And so we kind of hold that poise, stern, 
patterns in our life and it prevents us from fully tapping into our emotions. Our emotions are simply energy in motion. And in order for energy to move, because energy is constantly flowing, we have to allow the space for it to do so. So when you cry, you're actually just cleansing your body. You're allowing the, the tears, the energy that's inside of your body, the pain that you might be feeling there, it's being transformed and alchemized through your tears as it's leaving your body. It's the same way as if you were to go to the bathroom and, you know, urinate, like you're doing that because you're also removing toxins that are from your body. It's the same euphoria feeling that you feel after you go for a run, you know, and you're sweating a ton because you're removing some of those toxins out of your body. You're moving that energy. So it's the same thing that, you know, if we want to heal from a heartache, we, we have to commit to being that best friend to ourselves and give ourselves the space and the time to move through some of those emotions and to know that it's okay. It's okay mm -hmm. to feel. We're here to experience the vastness of being human. And this is one of the, one of the experiences that we get to have. And, you know, who doesn't love a good cry? Mm -hmm. It actually feels really amazing every once in a while, right? Right. And we have to get that stuff out. It, it cannot yeah. stay and let it move through you for sure. So what does the true healing journey look like then? Is it, you know, I think we have this, this idea that it's graceful and pretty and, and, you know, I know my own experience, that is definitely not the case. Yeah. True healing. Mm, this is going to look different for everyone. And I think that's the first thing that I would want anyone to know is that it's not a journey that you compare with anybody else, not someone that you're listening to on a podcast or someone that you're following on Instagram. It's truly a journey that is so sacred and so unique to you. I would say that a true healing journey is one that unravels all the layers that is preventing you from fully seeing who you are. It's like if I were to have a lamp right now, and if I had, you know, 10 different what are those lamp covers called? The what? The, I'm sorry. Lamp covers. It's the cover. Oh, lampshade? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if I, <laughs> if I were to have, if I were to have like 10 of those on top of the, on top of the lamp, you would not be able to see the light that is shining underneath. So it's the same thing within us as human beings, we come into the world with a lot of karm karmic relationships that we have to resolve, but we also come with a lot of external programming that we have to look at. And there's layers of that that's preventing us from seeing our own light. So a true healing journey is one that unravels all of those layers. We peel those shades back so much so that eventually all that's left is that light that's shining in the center and we can see the trueness of who we are. And this is a journey that I call self-realization. Self-realization isn't something that is a destination that you eventually get to at the end of your life. It's something that happens in the very present moment. It's waking up to realize who you are at your core. And when you do that, then you're experiencing the, the depths of all of who you are, the multi-dimensions of all of who you are, the highest expression of who you are. And when you experience that, I would say that that's a, the highest form of healing is knowing that, you know, that you can't even, it's indescribable. Um, and I think, you know, in conversations with God and 
all these other incredible books, we try to describe it and it comes so close. Like we get glimpses of it, but it's only through your own direct experience and your own healing journey that you'll be able to access that, that essence within yourself. And there are people that do plant medicine ceremonies and all these different modalities in order to access it. But you know, you can access that within your own self, within your breath, within your, this very moment through re-engineering the mind, which is really what, what I teach with the meditation. Beautiful. Sandy, what do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? That if you have been betrayed in your life, I want you to know that you are not broken, that there is nothing wrong with you, that you don't need fixing and that you are already whole. And all it takes is for you to embrace wherever you're at in this moment, even if it's challenging, even if you can't see the way out, you don't need to know how, you just need to be with yourself in the moment and allow it to guide you to the very next moment. And that will activate that healing path for you. Oh, that's so beautiful because it's so true. So many of us just feel so broken. And I say we're never broken, bent maybe, but never broken. So, and Sandy, where do we go to learn more about you and the great work that you do? Yeah, you can find me on www.sandyvo.com. And if you are looking into more of my work, then it's sandyvo.com forward slash prosperous dash school. It's a 90 day leadership program that I host for more leaders to access higher levels of abundance and embodiment. Oh, that's beautiful. And you know, I, I so appreciate you sharing this because we, we experience these traumas in life and we have them define us so often. And what you shared really shows us that there's such brilliant and beautiful opportunities to do something so profound with. If we don't take it personally and instead look at it like, okay, what can I, how can I use this experience to, to just, um, to, to just make me better, wiser, stronger, happier, more fulfilled. So I really appreciate the perspective. Yes. Oh, that was this great conversation. Thank you so much for having me on the show and having this very enriching conversation and energy exchange. Uh, thank you. I thought it was so interesting how women are taught to come from that masculine energy space, being assertive, goal-focused, and often chasing results versus listening to our inner wisdom. Stay in touch with Sandy by going to sandyvo.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. To get back to yourself after trauma, crisis like betrayal number one get back in touch with your body the body remembers everything and that's where memories and emotions get stored Two, slow down whether that means going for a walk experiencing nature as sandy says slowing down is the new speeding up love that three create white space in your calendar stop filling it up just because you have some open slots available I'm so guilty of this and will be working on this one for sure. Number four, set boundaries. Five, and remember, whatever you say or do when someone you love shares their pain with you, do for yourself. By being your own best friend, you're going to heal your heart, your body, your mind, and your spirit. And if you haven't yet, be sure to take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you can find at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And if you haven't already, 
Check out the PBT Institute membership community. Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, and emotional best. Community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes and all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best, and it's all online. Nothing like this exists, and I am so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. And like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And of course, if you know of someone struggling to heal from a betrayal, be sure to tell them about it too. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time, and here's to your breakthrough. 